In this podcast, I chat with Mark Wood, the founder of Explore. Having moved around quite a lot as a child before joining the army after a brief stint of studying law, Mark has had an incredible journey. Mark ultimately left the army to help his mother run a childcare centre. Frustrated at the administrative burden and the inability for childcare centres to focus on education, Mark created a software platform to help him manage the back end of the business. Having successfully raised capital and grown to a team of over 70, Mark shares his fascinating story in this podcast with us. I'm here with Mark Woodland from My Explore, and I've been fortunate to know Mark for a little while now and I have the privilege to work with he and his business for a bit. So, Mark, thanks so much for coming uh, out thanks, there. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to have you. We were just talking about the concept of busyness um, <laughs> and what it means to be busy in today's uh, kind of you know entrepreneur world. Everyone seems to be a bit busy but not sure how productive people mm. are in their business. What do you think? Yeah, we're, saying, we're talking about it on the way up um, in the lift. Uh, and my default response, and I'm trying to be better at it, is, how are you going? I'm busy. Um, it's such a shitty response. But um, it is genuinely busy, but it's there's just so much on, and, and there's always more that you want to do, and, and you guys are the same. Mm. And I'm saying just the context switching is probably the hardest part, Yeah, uh, working on something really high level and then coming right down into sort of the day-to-day um, and as you mentioned, getting grabbed as you walk through the door and things yeah. like that, which you love having those conversations with people, but it's just that that massive switching all the time, yeah. which I think is the busyness of it. Yeah, and it's entirely relative, right? Because mm. you might be busy just doing admin stuff. Yeah. You might be busy working on a capital raise. You yeah. might be busy on you know whatever it might be. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's a, you're right. It's a language thing that we kind of need to work on. Yeah, I think half the time people really don't have the time to listen to <laughs> yeah. how busy you are. Yeah. You break that down. Well, like, this goes an hour of us explaining how care. busy. Nor do they care. And that's it. It's one of those passing conversations. Yeah. But. It's always like, you know, at default, because if you say you're not busy, then it's like, oh, what's going on with their business? You know? <laughs> Why are <laughs> they busy? Yeah. And if you, if you are a founder or, or running any business, if you're not saying you're busy, then it's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, the media response will go yeah. do something. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, why not? Yeah. 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 <laughs> on. Anyway, take me back. I mean, we've known each other for a little while now, but um, you know, it was a very exciting journey here before um, the world of my explore. But, you know, it kind of takes back to you know, where you grew up and mm. what that piece looks like. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> My my, it's it's not a sob story, but mm. I it was a split family, um, and so we went through lots of schools. I did sort of thirteen schools before, mm. you know, in my schooling career. So yeah. that's technically one a year, but yeah. the, I still managed to go from grade sort of seven to grade twelve. So all mm. those sort of twelve schools happened before then. Yeah, um, and that was just a lot of moving around. Um, and my mum, she was a teacher, so just following that that career path yeah. and what she needed to do to extend her career to support her family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's sort of how the whole explore started is, you know, I used to be in the army and I, I, at one point I studied law um, at Bond Uni thinking you I'd love to man, be, got out of it. I'd love to be a lawyer watching too much suits on TV <laughs> and things like that, thinking, yeah, that's the life. Um, and with absolute respect, I'm glad I got out of it. But, um, <laughs> It's it's the stuff people don't see behind the scenes. But anyway, yeah, um, mum went through the schooling ranks, eventually eventually became a teacher, uh, principal of a school, retired, bought a childcare centre here in Melbourne, 33 mm. places, so not much bigger than this, this office. Yeah. Um, following her passion of teaching, but quickly realised that running a business has not a lot to do with the passion of teaching and it's, it's literally maintaining a business. Mm. Um, and so I was in the army listening to her complain and, and hear her story and thinking this is a disaster. Um, 
everything she's worked for is disappearing. Mm. So long story short, left the army, joined the family business, became her receptionist just to deal with the paperwork and the admin because I didn't have a lot of skill sets. (laughs) Um, And then just got fed up with doing all that paperwork and and long story short, built built the Explore platform. Um, And what turned out to be a really, really small problem I was having was actually the problem globally Mm. Um, and it's been a fascinating journey which sort of brings us up to today is no one wanted to talk to me um, when I first got out of defense in 2010 no one like and fair and not that people want to talk to me now but um, (laughs) I love talking to you it's it's just fascinating to watch the market shift um, especially in this education sector and all of a sudden, even when you put the tech lens on it, people are interested now. Mm. And they realize, oh, shit, there's something here. Yeah. And my response is, yeah, I've been saying that for the last yeah. five years. Um, but it's just fascinating to watch that shift happen mm. and to know that the team and, and well, my team has made that shift happen. Yeah. It's really cool to see. So, you know, our vision is to relentlessly make education great. Yeah. So I said to the team recently, like, we've got to be happy with that. Mm. If nothing else happens, at least we've shifted the market yeah. and we've improved it. If, yeah. if nothing else happens, you should be happy with that. So it's always coming back to that. But, yeah, long story short, it just started with my mother trying to solve her problems. Yeah, that's cool. And the rest is history. And so explore, obviously, your first business or how started businesses before? The, uh, well, I had the childcare centre, so I went into my mum's childcare centre, the first one, um, and that started going really well because she's an amazing educator um, and, and teacher, and so she was able to follow her passion. I was able to do actually what I am reasonably good at, which mm. is running the business. Yeah. And so we opened a second childcare centre in 2012, which okay. was 100 places, so yeah. three times the size. And then I personally opened up, with my mother, that mm. opened up a 200-place childcare centre uh, in 2014, which was the biggest in the country. Now they're sort of pretty normal things. Um, and that was in a high-rise building. We had floors 11 and 12, 12 being the rooftop, mm. which was the playground. And it yeah, sounds that's, terrible. That's great. But idea. we had a basement. Yeah. It was called the basement. And that's yeah. where we had all the babies. Yeah. Now, it wasn't a basement. It was a, <laughs> the best basement you've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but it just meant they weren't moving up and down the floors and yeah. things like that. But we were managing 200 children up and down three floors, plus their parents, yeah. plus staff. It was a massive operation. Yeah. Um, and so that's the business I've owned in the past, yeah, the cool. childcare centres yeah. and then into Explore. And so that's pre-Explore? Yeah, pre-Explore. Yeah. So sort of 2010 to 24, uh, 2016, sold the childcare centres in 2016 and then put that money back into Explore uh, and did Explore again. Hindsight, maybe probably should have retired, but we're here now. Yeah. You'd be bored, I suspect. You're probably a bit of a personality like me, whereby the idea of retirement sounds fun, but actually the reality of it would drive us both mad. I went, yeah, I, I mean, hindsight's amazing. But um, I went on my first holiday um, to Fiji, and it was five days. Yeah. That was my limit. Yeah. Um, post that, even during there, I was itching <laughs> to get back on the phone and just touch base. So, Were you yeah. checking emails while you were away? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for it's sure. Guaranteed. That's yeah. default. Um, yeah. yeah. It was the phone calls and I was building the odd website and things. Yeah. So there's always something to do. Yeah. Um, but again, it's not work. Mm. Um, I no, go, if it's something you love, then yeah. it's not work. It's Each day I turn work. up, it's not work. Love mm. hanging out with the people there. Yeah. It's just 
life. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Run me through the export journey. So obviously I know it very well, but yeah. um, others don't. So sole childcare centers, you obviously had a frustrating problem in terms of the admin burden of mm. kind of running childcare centers. What was the impetus and what was that kind of first step to go, right, I'm going to build something? Yeah, I mean, every day I'd sit at the reception desk. I don't know how much involvement you've had with childcare or, or people listening. But um, what happens is a parent will walk through the front door and there's a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Based on the size of the centre, that could be one piece of paper or multiple pieces of paper. Mm-hmm. And every child is listed with every parent's name. Mm-hmm. So privacy, okay, like people comment to me now about privacy i can see a child's name yeah 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 have a look what you've been doing for the last 10 years um like it's much more secure now Mm. but anyway um and so a parent would walk in they'd have to sign their name and the time they've arrived next to their child's Mm. name and then at the end of the day they'd sign that piece of paper saying they've left yeah now technically for the last 20 years you're meant to take that piece of paper and type in the time they've arrived and the time they've left into this database yeah and this database gets sent to the government, and that's how parents get their subsidies. Yeah. So there's a bunch of legal requirements and things like that. When I saw this, I thought, this is absolute madness. Mm. Um, the majority of my day was making sure parents signed on that piece of paper, <laughs> uh, signed in the right spot. So yeah. some parents would accidentally sign, and they'd scribble, it's and it's a nightmare. They'd put random times in there, and you'd always be taking this piece of paper, running around the childcare centre mm. saying, is this person here? Is, is Johnny not? here? No, Johnny. Absolute disaster. Yeah. Like, you've got a full-time employee just doing that. Yeah. It's not education. Um, so I got fed up with that. Mm. I've just come from defence, which is a very regulated industry mm. for right reasons. They go to war. Yeah. Childcare's worse. Mm. Um, <laughs> much, much worse. Uh, so... I got fed up, approached an app developer one day, said, hey, mate, I've got this amazing idea. Well, I think it is anyway what you think. Um, and he quoted me a stupid amount of money that no way the business or me yeah. personally could afford. So wrote the first iteration of Explore that allowed parents to use these things called Bluetooth beacons, which mm-hmm. is no different to your Bluetooth in your car. Yeah. So when you approach your car, or in this case the beacon, your phone oh. automatically connects to it okay. and you get that functionality. Yeah. This is the same concept. That's cool. When you get close to the beacon, it knows that the parent's dropping their child off and it yeah. automatically signs them in. Yeah, cool. When they leave, automatically signs them out. Mm. Simple. Um, which meant I didn't have to manually do it. Yeah. So that was the first bit. And once I solved that problem, it allowed me to get up and speak to educators. And I'm not an educator, um, yeah. nor do I claim to be an educator mm. now. I just love education. Yeah. Um, and I was asking educators, what are you doing? Mm. And they had clipboards and posts. Go to, go to childcare center and just have a look at all the stuff they've got everywhere. Paper everywhere. Whiteboards and like, you know, what are you doing? Um, and g- generally trying to understand, what are you guys doing? Mm. I were documenting children's learning. Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, why? Because it's a legal requirement. Mm. Um, so when do you teach was my question. Oh, in between this sort of stuff. <laughs> and we don't have time and, and just endless complaints about yeah. this system that they're in. Uh, and the question is, why did you start? Why did you choose this job? Yeah. This is madness. You're an administrator. And they said, no, I love teaching children, but this is just part of the job. Mm. So built the app out to allow educators to take photos and videos and tag health events, sleeping yeah. and things like that. What most people don't know is educators have to check a child sleeping every 10 minutes. Mm. 10 you, minutes? Every 10 minutes. Yeah, you nice. don't do that at home. No. You, maybe you should, but you don't yeah. do it. Yeah. And educators have to do this. And they might have 8 or 12 or however many babies in yeah, a room. Every 10 minutes they're checking. Crazy. And they're logging that information. So we solved that to give educators time back. 
And then the third pain point was just the parents. I'd call up every day wanting to know how their child was. Um, <laughs> and back then I didn't have a daughter um, and I was fresh out of army. Yeah. Um, well, 10 years in army and then out. So it sort of molds you into a human being <laughs> in a certain Once way. You come out or? After you've come out, <laughs> yeah, you've yeah. got certain beliefs. Yeah. And my response to these new parents was sort of, harden up and go back to work yeah. nicely um yeah. your child's fine and not here to hurt them i actually care about yeah, them. care about them um, you're me to look after them that's right so i'm not trying to hurt them but i get it now i've had a daughter yeah i apologize mm. i get it um <laughs> but it was to open the app up so they got photos and videos and documentation and things like that because yeah. parents care back then in 2010 we used to call it helicopter parenting okay now it's called normal normal <laughs> there's a different generation of families yeah, coming through funny. there's an expectation it's fascinating to watch like that was 2010 almost 10 years now yeah which is that generation gap yeah and it's fascinating to watch like i remember still to this day we put a pop-up tent in the car park we had the app laid out explaining it to all the parents Oh, I don't want my children's information online. I don't want this. I don't want this. Yeah. What about this? Now, it's just normal. Yeah. And yes, there's privacy issues and things like mm. that. But doing things online is is expected. Yeah. Um, and so these centres have had to make that evolutional leap. I think education naturally is sort of 10 to 15 years yeah. behind. So how do you help it catch up? And yeah. we take the opinion that if we can free up the admin, mm -hmm. then teachers can focus on building that personalized learning and all that cool stuff that yeah. matters. So that's sort of the explore history. Yeah. Uh, eventually, it's built out to this all-in-one platform that, yeah. you know, solves the need. All those three problems. Yeah. Yeah. It's Just so cool. three stakeholders, three problems. Yeah. And that's it. Fundamentals. Yeah. It's, it's simple, right? It is. And it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's tricky, but yeah, it's a real balance. Crazy. Run us through your team. So how many now? I mean, you know, yeah. there was just you. What does <laughs> yeah. it look like, you know, fast forward three years? I've uh, got 70 now. Yeah. Um, we've got five in the UK. Um, and that team's going to grow in time. Uh, we're in the middle of a raise. So that team will probably one and a half to two times uh, in the next mm. one and a half, two years in that sort of time frame. Um, and it's trying to figure out how we do this global thing yeah, um, with teams and culture and as uh, people ask, do you recommend doing a startup? My immediate response is no, don't, no. don't do it. Um, and they say, why? And it's not, don't do it because I'll change anything. I'd do it all again. Mm. Um, but you have to grow up sort of 10 times what's yeah. normal. Yeah. And you have to learn that 10 times what's normal. Uh, and you'll go through what most people don't go through in mm. 10 years of running a business. Yeah. You'll do it in two. Um, and people management is hard. You know, yeah. no one actually quite, I had this conversation with somebody, you know, nothing ever quite prepares you to manage other people. Mm -hmm. um, and you could, I think you could probably do every MBA ever yeah. and still not necessarily know how to handle certain situations, certain personalities. <laughs> yeah. um, and it yeah. just, you never know what's going to hit you. I laugh. Uh, it's not yeah. filmed, so my, <laughs> my head's in my hands. But as I was sitting downstairs, I was reading, and we just did a leadership survey. Yeah across the company fascinating results yeah some people will get marked on the easy conversations and mm. giving people what they want and what they want to hear yeah and they'll get marked high for that yeah some people will be marked low uh, and in my opinion they're 
exceptional mm. um, and they're doing everything that is required of yeah. a leader. So it's very easy to take the easy road and, mm, and sure. especially for junior leaders coming up and say, oh, well, the boss is forcing us to do this yeah. or it's always someone's fault and as the boss, yeah, you've got to <laughs> take that. Uh, and it's, everything is your fault, which is mm. fair. Yeah. Um, Responsibility sits with you, right? That's it. Yeah. There's no other way about it. Ultimately, whatever happens, it's it's mm. your responsibility. Yeah. But it's just fascinating to watch this growth um, and watch these leaders go through it as mm. well. Um, we have leaders, not managers. Yeah. Um, but the expectation is you lead, you don't yeah, manage. Yeah. Um, I can get a manager anywhere. Yeah. But if you want the role, then lead it. Um, yeah, but and yeah. fast growing business, you require leaders, right? Because mm-hmm. culture, like you said, is king. You know, we've got three cities and trying to manage culture yeah. across that is hard enough. Um, with smaller teams in particular, you know, you've got a big team here in Melbourne, an off kind of short team in the UK. Yeah. Making sure they have the same kind of culture yeah. presence to what you've got here is critical. And even with a team of, say, 60 sitting in Melbourne, different parts of the office will have different yeah. culture as well. Yeah. And so then how do you manage everybody to be ensured that they're actually all, you know, yeah. marching the same march? It's what keeps me up is mm. think about the UK team. Yeah. Um, five people really on the front lines. Mm. I always bring it back to sort of this army yeah, yeah, yeah. terminology, but they're on the front lines. They're far, far out in advance of mm. the rest of the team doing their thing. Yeah. Time zone in the UK is literally opposite. Yeah. Um, so it's disastrous. Mm. It is tough. Um, but, yeah, that's what keeps me up. It's yeah. not... Apart from raising and things like that, mm. which I wouldn't again, <laughs> um, it's the team, it's yeah. that that culture and maintaining it. Otherwise, you're just another. Yeah. I won't drop names. Just another name. And yeah, just another business. No one right? cares. Yeah. yeah, no one cares. Um, Tell me that capital raising process. You've mm. kind of been that before. Yeah. Um, it, it's hard, right? We had a conversation earlier around how hard it is to raise money in this country, yeah. and I don't think everyone quite appreciates that until they go through the process mm-hmm. themselves. So it's easy for brokers and investment bankers, oh yeah, there's money, there's money, there's yeah, money. There's plenty of money. But actually nobody's you know spending that money or investing that money into businesses. The, yeah. the capital is there, but the venture is not necessarily. So yeah. any kind of insights and thoughts into that? I mean, we've been super lucky. We've got Airtree and, and we love the Airtree team to death. Yeah. And, you know, we've spoken to a lot of the venture teams here in Australia mm-hmm. and you know, we've been lucky now. Luck, you can yeah. blood, sweat and tears, mm, whatever you sure. determine as luck, but, you know, whatever it is. Mm. Um, and, and rightly or wrongly, we've always had that global mindset, mm. so there's always more. But that's because the vision is bigger than just yeah. Australia. So education, it's global. Mm. So how do we make it better? That's the end. Um, yeah. Today, it's software. Previously, it was childcare centers. What does that look like? Yeah. And that's the driver. Um, so we have a global mindset mm. on it. So when we raise, it's always with a global focus. Yeah. Um, I guess just in Australia, we get sucked up into this bubble mm. um, and we forget the rest of the world is out there. Yeah. So I love going to San Francisco or, mm. or, or New York or London uh, and, and talking to different um investors and and founders and things like that and just absorbing the energy that's there um we're at sasta just this year and it's a real humbling experience because every second person's a founder everyone's a founder (laughs) um everyone everyone's a founder yeah and and some of these guys and girls are founders of billion dollar companies that you've Mm. never heard of yeah um and there's just so many of them Mm. 
and then you come back to Australia and, and you sort of get lost in your busyness, yeah, which is what we discussed business, at the yeah. start. Everyone's busy and you forget there's this bigger world out there. Yeah, um, so I was always trying to impart that to the team and it's a mm. really hard message to give because how do you tell your team there's a bigger world out there yeah, and you've yeah. never seen it? Yeah. Um, and you can't just put your whole team on a flight. No. Um, and which I'd love to do. I'm not. So for yeah. investors listening, that's not what we're doing. <laughs> it's not but, what we're spending the money doing. No, that, but it, it's just this this different mindset mm. for people to see. Um, yeah. And you can talk about it all day, but most of the time people have to experience it. Yeah. Um, sure. So I just, I guess, and that's not just founders, but mm. all the startup, but you know, even childcare, where we get sucked up in this bubble, yeah. and but that's just. Yeah, because that's your thing, right? So everywhere you look and the noise around you is yeah, childcare, child care, education. Child care, and it's no different to yeah. us, you know, everything everywhere I look is about legal, legal yeah. check, legal yeah. disruption, legal, legal. Yeah. Uh, we get stuck in our own vortex yeah. around uh, yeah. what we're doing and no doubt it's similar for everyone else mm. um, in different spaces. Um, tell me, you obviously started by yourself and then kind of grew a team. What kind of workspaces did you work out of? Did you yeah. work from home? Did you work out of a co-working space? What did that look like? Early days, we worked in the childcare center, yeah. which was just me mm-hmm. working two jobs. Um, yeah. So it is what it was. Um, then we moved into more of a, cause just because the space was there into yeah. a corporate office okay. that even to one point, it didn't suit us. So we literally, mm. it, was a, it was a beautiful office, but we literally put bricks in there okay. to sort of <laughs> humanize it because yeah. um, it was very corporate and just didn't fit explore at all, but it was there and we used it. Um and then we found our new home down on, well, across the road, yeah. down, down on Berkshire. Berkshire. Um, and it fit just, fits us perfectly. Yeah. It's become home. Challenge is we're starting to outgrow, <laughs> yeah, outgrow it. it. We've barely been there, but we love it to death. Yeah. Like it's home and you walk there ah, and it just feels right. Yeah. Uh, in the UK, we've, we're in a co-working space. Yeah. Um, and we've been really lucky because the people are super cool yeah. and that has its advantages. Yeah, definitely. Uh, especially in London. Mm. Um, it's a tough city just to kind of make that connection, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the team, because they're so small, at least mm. there's other humans People. around them. Yeah. And this global mindset that mm. your problems aren't, just, there's a thousand things happening. Yeah. So I like that concept and all the benefits and things like that. Yeah. But, and a great location. So there's always pros to it. Yeah. Um, and there's pros to having your own space. Yeah. Um, that's what, you know, so if you can make that sort of co-working space your own space, mm. then... It's, it works. It's you just get that to balance. A point. You get to a certain size, right, where, um, you know, you kind of want to own your own space. So mm. We work as supporters of this podcast and we obviously work in a WeWork. Yeah. Um, I started my um, kind of business journey in another co-working space. Um, and I always say I owe so much to co-working spaces yeah. because it gives you an environment when you buy yourself. It gives you a team when you don't mm-hmm. have one, but also yeah. gives you supporters when you don't yeah. have any. Yeah. Um, you know, community managers do amazing jobs of getting people together. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got teams in other cities that just work in co-working spaces. They're much smaller teams. Um, but again, it gives them the ability to be surrounded by heaps mm-hmm. of other people. Um, yeah, we certainly, like you said about your London team, you know, having them around other people and yeah. getting access to cool events and functions yeah. Yeah. not only broadens their network, but actually allows you to kind of grow that yeah. piece for you as well. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I'm not the person, like if I, I was by myself and, and in a co-working space, mm. which I've done many times with WeWork, um, I'm not someone that would get involved in the events and yeah, things okay. like that, but that's because I'd rather sit there and work. Yeah, guess um, done. Yeah. But I know my team love it mm. um, and love getting involved and yeah. having a beer or something with someone else yeah. and realizing that 
it's there's okay. a bigger world outside of childhood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I get it. I 100% get it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's cool. Well, you've had an amazing journey and obviously, um, you know, from studying law at Bond to joining the army <laughs> yeah. to um, obviously now kind of running a really successful business. Your vision is global. What is it? I mean, you know, as much as you can. Obviously, the UK is now, anywhere yeah. after that or yeah, we're after in conjunction? The, like Australia, UK, US, um, there's a bunch of other things we want to do. Yeah. Um, but they're the three markets at the moment. Yeah. I suppose there are easier markets, one for jurisdiction, mm-hmm. but also English-speaking, similar education systems. Yeah, similar yeah. education systems. They're all going... Australia's doing an incredible job. They're yeah. much more advanced than most countries, even yeah. though we whinge about it a lot. We're doing a great job. Um, so they're going down that path, um, and that's suited to us very well to help yeah. guide and, and make sure it's done correctly. Yeah. Um, selfishly, the US now means... I'm not operating in a mm. 24-hour time zone. <laughs> At least it's, it's back to normal. Yeah. Um, and that just has that follow the sun and off we go. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's strategic and impact yeah. vision there. Good benefits of having that. Yeah. Mate, it's a super exciting journey and I'm really pleased to be part of it and to share it with you. So yeah, thanks thank so much you. for sharing some of your story this day. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, man.